the sky I think about it every night and day I spin my wings and fly away Oh, just dance, gonna be okay Just dance, spin that record Hey guys, it's Danielle. Thanks for tuning in. We have a lot of exciting things going on at Kensington I would love to tell you about. At Kensington, the sports references come naturally. You could say we have some crazy fans among us. So every year with the Super Bowl, we take time to pause from our current series and analyze the game. There's a lot of life lessons we can learn that we can apply to our own lives. It's fun, it's engaging, and it's humorous. It is the perfect service to invite someone to, especially that fan who might be a little reluctant to come to church at times. So come and join us as we learn about how it takes a team to win a game and how everyone has an important role to play. Should I do that? God has given Kensington a passion for building the kingdom near and far. We have over 10 global partners who are on the ground bringing Jesus to their communities. We support these partners with resources and with relationships. Our short-term trips bring us to the heart of what our partners are doing and gives us an opportunity to work together to bring the hope and love of Jesus to the nations. Our 2018 short-term trips are open to all with several locations, including Latin America, Brazil, Haiti, India, Nepal, Kenya, and Israel, as well as special projects within the U.S. So if this is something that interests you, check out the link below. <laughs> yeah, that's going to take me a second. Okay. okay. There is a new and exciting resource we want to share with you. So here's my friend Justin with more information. Hey, Kensington Church, we are so excited to share something with you today. Through the years, I have benefited from listening to great podcasts, messages online, watching videos, attending conferences, and hearing from some different teachers, leaders, and perspectives in my desire to grow. I know that so many of these resources have encouraged my relationship with Jesus, how I lead my family, and how I lead others. And now we have an opportunity that puts all of these resources into one place. It is the Netflix of Bible study material. There are over 14,000 videos that we're going to give you access to absolutely free. It's called Right Now Media. These videos are going to help you in the areas of parenting, finances, your relationship with Jesus, questions around apologetics, your leadership in the workplace and at Kensington, the Bible studies you lead. These are great videos for your marriage, for your family, and for your kids. And we are so excited to be able to give you access to this resource because we believe it will encourage you, your family, and the people you are leading. And it will encourage moments where Jesus transforms and mobilizes you towards his mission and purpose in this world. We believe that will have an impact on the groups and teams that you lead here and throughout the week. We hope you enjoy Right Now Media. Visit our website to accept this free gift from Kensington. So that's it, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now I'd love for you to stand up and say hi to some people around you.
Good morning, everybody. How are you? <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Hey, you were having fun with each other. Good morning. All right, great to see you. Um, hey, just I want to just point one thing out. Danielle was talking about Super Bowl weekend next weekend, right? And if you're kind of new to Kensington, I just want to give you a heads up. This is a time when we just flat out have a party, okay? So we're going to kind of pull out all the stops. We're going to celebrate this game where it's Tom Brady again, right? And the Eagles are going to take him on. Any Eagles fans out there, by the way? There's one back there. Here, you can have that football. And we're going to be... Do- That's my first completion. Last... <laughs> <laughs> Last service, I hit a guy right in the head. You know, <laughs> uh, that's pretty typical. But anyway, here's what I want you to know: If you know somebody who loves football, right, and they love to have fun, n- not so much love the church that much. If you know what I'm saying, this is a perfect weekend to invite them. It's why we do it. Because, and I, I just want you to know that one of our values at Kensington is to have fun. What's going on? There's another one. Any other Eagles fans out here? Here we go. Could there possibly be two in a row? No, yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. So uh, we are going to really have a blast. In fact, here's something else we're going to do. Um, where else can you go on Sunday to church and get a hot dog and a bag of chips to, to eat? Come on. We're going to have food. We're going to have fun. It's going to be a blast. So please don't, don't uh, miss the opportunity to invite somebody to come. Okay? Does that sound good? Hey, one other thing that you may not know about, we're going to have a seminar, a little uh, workshop that's happened today uh, in the 9 o'clock service, happening next week in the 9 o'clock service. Um, and it's, it's, it's learning how to hear the voice of God through prayer. We talk about a lot, like say, boy, if you can listen to God, He can guide us and direct us. And I know a lot of you are thinking, man, I don't know what you're talking about. How can you really be sure it's Him? How can you really hear His voice? Come next week, 9 o'clock, and go to our workshop. It's in a room down the hall. There will be signs, and you can learn how to hear his voice, okay? So I just want to invite you to come to that. And then lastly, but not least, uh, these ladies are up here for a special reason. Um, We have uh, one of the greatest things about Kensington, I really believe, a part of our mission is our global partnerships with people all around the world. In fact, we have nine of them, Kenya, India, Nepal, um, you know, just the list goes on. And Stacy, who's a great, great friend of mine, has been my administrative assistant for six years. I was telling her earlier, I thought it was 10. She said, yeah, it felt like it. Uh, <clears throat> thanks, Stacy. Really appreciate that. I'm sure it has. <laughs> but Stacy is leading now her second trip to Kenya. Okay. And, and you've been, this will be your fourth time. And tell us what you are going to be with these ladies going to be focusing on with these women. Um, We are focused on, this is a trip of 10 women, and we are going to be coming alongside the leaders there and supporting and encouraging the women and speaking out against FGM. Now, FGM is like, what does that mean? So go ahead and tell us. FGM is female genital mutilation, and it's a brutal traditional practice among the POCOT and it's, it's scarring not only physically, but emotionally and mentally as well. And it's been ex- in existence for centuries. For centuries, yeah. And uh, what's really beautiful as Kensington and other folks have come and really taught through this about the value of women and health issues and so forth, there's been a really positive response in the culture, which yeah. was really surprising. Yeah, we're seeing things change pretty rapidly. And we have someone trained uh, that speaks the language who travels with us who speaks out on it as well. So introduce your friends. So, um, so this is Jen Breckenridge, and she's the wife of Jamie Breckenridge, our campus director. And it's her second trip 
uh, with me a second trip over. She, she actually came back, yay. Um, and uh, she is uh, an intern this year with our No Child Department, which is uh, the, well, child sponsorships. Thank you for that. Yeah, $38 yeah. a month, sponsor a child for food and education. It's really an awesome opportunity. And it just hit me that yep. she's also going to lead our, the women leaders there in identity prayer training I think it will be the same Which day you're doing it where? here. Oh, how fun. Yeah, so, so that's, that's what's cool. going to happen yeah. next week. Yep, great. And Andy Walsh is going back for the fourth time, and uh, she was here at the start of Clarkson Campus that helped us launch. And Carol Verbal is going back for her second time, and she is the leader of our foster care and adoption uh, at Kensington. Wow, fantastic. So. so one of the things that I'm hoping will happen more and more over the, the months to come is that these uh, – kind of short-term mission trips will be something that you will consider, right? Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're feeling that nudge or just have an interest in your mind, um, I just urge you to check it out. You know, I think we think, oh, what do I have to offer? Or am I doing that just because I want to go? And I'm just telling you that God is already at work there. And what he's doing is calling us to come and be a part of it and be a witness to it. And um, it's, it's an amazing experience. Well, would you join us? We're going to pray for them, kind of commission them on this trip. Uh, I've asked Jamie uh, to do this. Uh, actually, we thought it would be better if we actually put hands on Jamie, prayed for him. Any prayer first, I think, absolutely. But uh, go ahead, Jamie. We'll let you. <laughs> just kid you. Let's pray for these guys. Heavenly Father, we just lift this group up as they uh, travel to Kenya to, um, to reach out to these people for you, Lord. We, we pray that um, they are led and directed by you and that all their steps are in your uh, direction, Lord. We love you and we praise you and we thank you for these ladies and for where their hearts, is, hearts are. And uh, we thank you for them. Uh, go with them, guide them, and direct them. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Awesome. Thank you so much. Give them a hand. Yeah. You know, one of the beautiful parts about this is really, and for you too, is we, we all have an opportunity to continue this legacy of extending love and support and encouragement to not just those people like in Clarkston or Waterford or wherever, but around the world. So I would really, really uh, encourage you to consider that. Uh, put that on your bucket list. You've got to do it. It will change your life, okay? Well, we're in our uh, fourth week of the series on Crave, and we've been looking at those kind of things that can catch us. They become hang-ups, hurts, uh, addictions even possibly, right, that have really strangled our life. And this week we're ending, we're taking a look at, is it possible that we could be addicted to this right here, right? To digital media. And I see, I see that's going, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I've, I thought it would be good to have somebody from the generation that has known none other than this, this technology. And so I, <laughs> so I asked my son, Davey, if he would come up and kind of do this this message with me, so it's been really fun for us just to kind of yeah. think this through, and I've learned a lot from you. I appreciate you doing it. Um, to get started, we just thought we'd have kind of some fun with you guys, just kind of warm up for next week. You guys into fun at all, or are you serious religious people? <laughs> Thank you for the little, yeah, okay, <laughs> sarcastic, yeah, okay, I appreciate that. Uh, hey, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to just ask these questions. We're going to find out how addicted you actually are, Okay. This is kind of like that thing, if you're a redneck, you, you know, that kind of thing, okay? So, but this is if you're addicted to digital, you go. All right, here we go. Oh, and raise your hand if this is you. If this applies to you, raise your hand. Oh, that's going to be fun. Okay, here we go. Ready? A loved one has told you that you have a problem. You might be addicted. 
<laughs> okay? Uh, you regularly do email, text, Facebook while sitting on the toilet. Come on. There yeah. we go. Thank you for your yeah. honesty. I, I read a stat that it was 40%, and Davey and I went, like, it's too 98%, low. right? That's okay. too low. Uh, yeah. this, one, this one's really applicable probably to my generation and younger. You can't go five minutes without checking Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. Hand up. Come on. Hand up. I'm seeing a whole roll of them, like, back there. I know you guys. You're going right. to do it as soon as we're done with this game. You're going to start checking your phone, doing one of these numbers. Here's one. You regularly text while driving. Okay, and the next, next one. one, you just you, lied about just, that question. How many of you just, come on, raise it up. You just lied. You can't admit it. I got you that one. All right, here's the next one. Sinners. You have answered an email or text while your loved one is sharing their heart with you. Every guy, put it in it. Come on. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. that's yeah. great. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, keep you never, more. Yeah, be quiet. You never ever turn your phone off for even five minutes. Never turn it off. Put your hand up. Turn your phone off. You're getting text messages this whole time. Am I really? Yeah, it's so popular. Wow, look at you. Yeah, but the thing is, yeah, never mind. (laughs) Uh, At every event in your life, okay, you pull out your phone to capture it on video. Every event, you're pulling your phone out, okay? You could be addicted to social media. All right, and when your little kid pretends to be you, they're on their phone. Mm -hmm. Everybody ever seen that? (laughs) Yeah. That one stings a little bit. I love it. You guys are cracking up. It's happened to you. Um, So... So here we go, Dave. What do you think about this thing? Start us off. Yeah, I mean, it's, <clears throat> it's kind of funny. Uh, when we were doing our meeting at, uh, this morning, Jordan just kind of reminded me, um, I've never been without this stuff. And I'm, I'm 20 years old and, you know, so ni- what, 97? This stuff was still, you know, this stuff was just kind of breaking the scene. Um, I remember when my dad and my mom had those little indestructible Nokia phones. Like I'm telling you, like Those you could, sweet. you could, <laughs> yeah, so great. You could run this thing over with a semi truck, and there would not be a single scratch or dent on this thing. And some people, luckily, we we weren't as addicted then, so we didn't have to worry about dropping it on our face when we were laying in bed trying to like send a text message because that would like break your skull. Um, but they had, I remember, I, even the memory that I'm having is during uh, Christmas or Easter rehearsals where they were singing or running the services at our Troy campus. I would be backstage playing that little snake game. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And there's, you know, they brought it back and there's tons of variations. It's timeless. Um, but I just remember playing that little snake thing, watching it go around the screen and get bigger. Um, and I, yeah, I just think it, I think it's hilarious. I've, you know, I've never been without it and I'm thankful. You know, it's funny. Some of the guys in the band were teasing me. They're like, yeah, it's called going outside. And I was like, I know what the sun looks like. Um, Mom and dad, they did such a great job. Uh, I remember it was, there were countless days in the summer where after lunch, my mom would send, you know, us outside. And if we tried to come back in, the back door was locked. And it wasn't, it wasn't unlocked until dinner was done. Yeah, there she is. She knows. And even, and it was even after we got air conditioning for the first time. You're not coming back in until dinner's ready. That was actually, we used that for discipline too. And it was like 10 below zero. We just say outside. Yeah. You can be, yeah. Yeah, that was scary. Uh, that was scary. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know what? It's funny, but this phenomenon has changed our life, hasn't it? I mean, I cannot believe. Parents, how many squabbles have you had to referee in this last day, or the last, right, over who gets to use mom's phone to play a game, who gets to play a game? You know, we had one about uh, uh, Alexa yesterday. Somebody was mad because they had it in their room. and couldn't. It's constant barrage of that kind of stuff. Next time you go to dinner, just take note. Some of you have done this. Have you ever watched two people eating dinner in a restaurant, and they're both doing this the whole time? Yep. 
Not one bit of conversation. It's crazy. Now, the thing that I want you to understand, though, is we're not saying, you know, digital media is a sin. It's evil. Don't use it, right? That's not mm-hmm. the point. Right. There's some incredible stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. It's, it's incredible what it's done communicatively. Like, we can communicate with anyone, anywhere, at any time. It, it really is a we marvel. Can? Yes. No, Did you not? <laughs> um, there's video share. You got FaceTime, you know, whatever, Skype, anything you want. You can get your point across to whoever you need it to. One thing that I was, I was actually really thinking is amazing is you have the ability to, I mean, you get to control what you see to, to a lot of extent, I mean, you can get news alerts to the news that you want. You get to keep up with current events um, in the world, in your, you know, your backyard, your county, your city, your state, this country. I, it's amazing. The consumer benefits are unbelievable. You don't have to go to, you know, Ikea to get that strainer. You just go right onto Amazon, and because you have Prime, it comes in two days. You don't even bat an eyelash. Boom. One click pay, and it's done. Quicklist has changed our yeah, lives. Qui- yeah, oh, that, okay, I will say that's amazing. She knows, <laughs> mama knows, you don't have to drive anywhere, you just go in there, they bring it to your car, they're super yeah. nice, it's awesome. So, the, the advan- we know these advantages, yep. it's nothing new to you, you're doing it, it's amazing, um, but it has, uh, it's brought some new challenges, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, addiction to media is a problem at varying levels, and we're all sitting here going, <laughs> raising our hands, but it is so easy to get sucked into mm-hmm. this. Um, Andrew Kim who's the teaching pastor, one of the teaching pastors at our Troy campus, spoke at Leadership Gathering. How many of you got a chance to go to that? Some of you? Did you see his message on Saturday? It was fantastic. I just want, as we get started on this, just to give you some stats, okay? And some of his were fun Mm -hmm. and interesting. 27% of adults admit to being addicted. If you go to the teen group, it raises to 50% admitting that they're addicted. This one, I, I find this hard to believe, but Andrew found this. And recently, it says, uh, the average American now spends 12 hours and 7 minutes on digital media every day. Davey and I were talking, how is that possible? And then we That's started thinking about ridiculous. it. If you're on your computer at work, right? If you're on your phone while you're driving. If you get home, you're on your phone. Mm-hmm. If you're watching TV, when you get up, you got that going on in the kitchen. And when you go to bed, you're wasted, so you put the TV on the bed. It, it could add up, mm-hmm. right? It's amazing. This is my favorite one that Andrew shared. I think it was so funny. He said in year 2000, there have been studies shown that the, the average attention span for an American is uh, 12 seconds. But now it's gone down to 8 seconds. 8 seconds. Attention span of 8 seconds, which is 1 second better than a snail. <laughs> or a goldfish. A goldfish. That's yeah. what it was. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> One second better than a goldfish. Survival of the <clears throat> fittest. They're coming for us. Yeah. So talk about Sean. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this guy, Sean Parker, he was the inventor of Napster, which was a music sharing um, website that actually allowed you to like illegally download music, mm-hmm. skip the whole buying thing. Um, but he was an early investor for Facebook and he totally opened the curtain and really exposed a lot of their true intentions from the very beginning. He was speaking at an Axios event and what he said was, Facebook in its early days was designed to consume people. All the sharing and liking were were used like a drug to get people hooked on checking Facebook nonstop. And this is a quote from Sean. He said, how do we consume as much of your time and conscious attention as possible? Referring to Facebook's earliest mission. God only knows what it's doing to our children's brains. Yeah, that's incredible. I I mean, we don't even think about it when we're on Facebook. We're just doing it. It's fun, whatever. We're keeping up with our family. And it, everything from the, the very, you know, the amount of endorphins you get from seeing someone like 
your picture or share your post or comment. It's all meant to just suck you in for as long as possible. They don't care about your lives. They don't want you doing anything else except investing your time and energy into what they've created. Yeah. And one of the things we have this, we're just enamored with what's new, right? Mm. And this is obviously new technology, and Apple was just so good at this when they came out with the iPhone, and all you guys stood in line for like two days out in the rain mm-hmm. or whatever to get one. And then, of course, that was obsolete because they came out with the iPhone whatever and this 5 and the 6 and so forth. Um, and if that's not enough to capture attention, they can just slow down your six, right? Anybody got that going on? Mm-hmm. Where you have to buy the new? Yeah, I've talked to lots of people that are not so happy about that one. Hey, I got to ask you about, talk about something that's new and fastest, whatever better. Do you guys, anybody here remember the AT&T commercial? It was like about five, That was so ago. 26 seconds ago. Does anybody remember that? Nobody said, oh, I, I see a hand. Thank you. It was cracking me up. We Nobody that said was so anything. Funny. It's a, go, go YouTube that, you know, or do it right now during the message. It's really, there really you funny. Better yet. Why you know not? what? We were going to bail on that one because nobody in the first service thought either, and we just thought they were losers. I think we're losers, Dave. Yep. We that. Okay. like things that are old. Well, here, here's, what, here's what I thought about when it comes to this newness of technology and what it has to offer. And I, when I was beginning to put the message together, I just kind of sat back and didn't go to the obvious, you know, uh, stats and research and kind of the whole theme of the thing being, hey, it's really dangerous, so stop using it, you know. Um, and I just kind of pulled back and I thought, what is going on here? And I had three thoughts that just kind of came to me. And I'll share those with you, just kind of as a 30,000-foot backdrop to this discussion, if, if you will. Uh, and I would just I, I thought, you know what, while technology is new, and it is, and it's going to continue to get new at a, even a more rapid pace, I imagine, mm-hmm. the challenges are not. It, while the, the technology itself is new, the challenges, I don't believe, are new. Um, I, w- I thought of this verse immediately uh, from King Solomon, wisest man that ever lived. Um, he said this, all things are wearisome, more than one can say. <laughs> he's like, he's super depressing. He says, the eye, but listen to this, the eye never has enough of seeing, nor the ear it's full of hearing. And I thought, oh my gosh, does that apply to us or not? The eye never has enough of seeing, never enough of hearing. What will, has been will be again, he said. What has been done will be de- done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Now listen to this. He says, is there anything of which one can say, look, this is something new? You know, we were laughing. We we're like, how many cat videos on YouTube can you actually watch? I mean, like, oh, my gosh, you see the cat fell off that ledge when he fell off. <laughs> you know, it's like there is, while the technology is new, there's something that hasn't, challenges or not. The second thing I, I thought of was this. There's a relentless pursuit mm-hmm. of more. I just feel like for human beings, there's this thing in us that is a relentless pursuit of more. Uh, my daughter, Lindy, who was producing this, this series, actually, for Kensington, was talking to our creative director uh, at Troy Campus. Uh, his name is Mike Mullenix. And Mike was kind of talking about there was like, more information, more friends, funniest videos, the best this, right? More information, more affirmation, more, more, the pursuit of more. And, and Mike brought this, and I had never thought of this. He said, you know, it's so similar to Adam and Eve. Just like I was saying, hey, this is a new, new technology, but it's not... Challenges aren't new. Adam and Eve were tricked by the serpent to take a bite out of the apple. Why? 
Let me, look, let me just read from you from Scripture what Satan did. He said, because if you bite out of this apple, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing more, knowing good and evil. You're going to be like God. God's been withholding something from you. And even in the first human beings, there's this, this record of wanting, this pursuit of more, this needing to know more. And I just thought, could it be possible that this is something that's trickled down through the generations? Mm -hmm. So Satan starts the whole thing off. He wants more. He wants to be like God in his pride. And it cost him being thrown out of heaven. Then I thought Adam and Eve wanted more. They wanted more. They wanted to be like God in a certain respect. And so they lost heaven on earth. Mm -hmm. And I thought, is it possible that part of the hell on earth we're living in is because we are in a constant pursuit of more. It's never enough. It's never satisfying. And if you take that farther, it's like, is it possible that we really want to take the place of God? I just know in my heart, I've said this before, I love being in charge of my life. Anybody like that? I like making my decision. It's hard for me to believe that there is a being that is wiser and better and more righteous and perfect that I would relinquish control of and let him run my life. I like to take his place. And so I, that was something that struck me. The third thing that struck me is this, and this is not new. We talk about it all the time, but I just thought, man, when it comes to this right here, your identity, yeah. knowing your identity is everything. Knowing who you are, mm -hmm. why are you here, is so critical when you begin time on this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, really, it, it's what it comes down to at the core of it is, you know, we, we have to believe that God as our creator has chosen to be with us, has chosen to be, you know, this, this massive part of our lives where, you know, a lot of other religions, the gods could care less. They're completely indifferent. They don't care. Jesus cares. He has chosen us to be with us for purpose, for life to the fullest, that connection that we have with him. Yeah. And if we, see, if we have that, if we really believe we're his children and heirs to his mm -hmm. throne, in other words, everything that is his is ours, if we believe that, then we can rest. Yeah. I can chill out. And I can celebrate who I am. I don't need to be striving or looking for approval, right, mm -hmm. in here. If I have that, the peace and rest is available to me, but that's on one side. The other side is I have motivation and purpose for doing something wonderful and meaningful and redemptive in this world. So I can rest and celebrate, but without this identity, and you coined this phrase, you called it what? It's There's a battle for value. We enter into a battle for value, looking for validation. Yeah, and I mean, digital media, especially, you know, specifically social media, it can become this whole just journey of striving for validation, success, um, acceptance, and affirmation and that is that is it's a terrible place to be because it, what we said before it'll never be enough you will never ever be fulfilled from that um yeah, yeah. The, here the, this is where i think if we are, have this pursuit of more so that we can kind of be self-sufficient which is like being god i want to be self-sufficient see the opposite of that was to say he's my dad and 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 he loves me mm -hmm. And that Jesus has invited me to what? To follow him. It's very different mm -hmm. if I'm following somebody, I can rest. 
But if I have to create the way myself, they're mm-hmm. striving, right? So different. Well, yeah. And I, I mean, I, I said this last, uh, last time, and I, I think it's really important for anyone, men, women, whatever, staring at strangers all day on the internet who have better physiques than you is never, ever, ever going to make you feel worthy, worthy or enough. And I, I know this, I, I don't mean to like make this as like a joke or anything, but like you moms, you guys follow so many of these like social media moms that are so crafty and fun and their kids, you know, they do these fun things with their kids and they're so cool and their aesthetic is always amazing. And you're just like, why am I not a fun mom? Seriously, I don't, I've heard that. Like I have seen moms do that to themselves and they're like, am I even a good mom? Your mom's never done that. I hope not. <laughs> uh, like, but seriously, you start questioning, am I a good parent? Do my kids enjoy me? Am I enjoyable? Am I even good at this? It, it's, it, it'll never be enough. Yeah. So let me, let me say something. If we can follow, I really believe that we have a, a, the opportunity to have the adventure of a lifetime. But not so sure if we get sucked in, we're going to find it here. Mm-hmm. Now this, again, there's part of it, but not, not ultimately here. Let me just say, Jesus is all about life. He's all about it. And this is a verse we love to share here. I've shared it a lot. I'm going to do it a lot more in the future. John 10, 10. The thief, Jesus is speaking. The thief, and he's talking about Satan again. Same thing he did to Adam and Eve. The thief comes only for one reason, to steal and kill and destroy. Your relationships, your health, your vision, your passion, right? Okay? But I have come that they may have life. And have it to the full. I I read one commentary that was just talking about what the full means. He says that they might have abundance. That Christ gave them, came to give them life. Something more. Something better. Life with advantage. That in Christ we might not only live, but live comfortably and plentifully. Live and rejoice in abundance for eternity. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what Jesus is promising us. So, at the beginning of this series... Andy Stanley had a statement. He's a pastor down in Atlanta. We put this up. I think it's so great. Our cravings, okay, will either rule us or we will rule them, okay? So this device, if it becomes a craving, has the potential to rule you. Or you can say, no, I'm going to make it do what I want, okay? We also said that a key statement for this series would be how we handle our cravings will determine the direction and quality of our life. Life to the full, Jesus says. But how we handle our cravings, whether it's substance or if it's the need for approval or if it's digital media, whatever it is, right, will determine the quality of our life. So for this, this day, how we handle digital media will determine the direction and quality of our life. And so we just thought it'd be really cool as we were kind of talking together. We said, man, let's unpack this word life. Yeah. And so we just came up with an acrostic. And we just, this is not an, you know, ex- uh, what's the word I want? It's not going to cover everything. It's four things that we thought of that we'd like to look at. And we thought instead of just saying, like we said before, this is bad. Stop looking at it, right? Don't believe that. But here's some questions we thought might be helpful. I think they're going to be helpful for me. Um, hopefully they will for you. Is your use of digital media promoting, and then we're going to go through an acrostic. And the first one, is it promoting life to the full? Is the way you use this promoting life to the full? Yeah, and I mean, and we, we can talk about all day how social media affords us, you know, more connection than we ever, ever could have imagined even, even 20, 30, 40 years ago. You know, but it's... Oh, sorry. Whew, that was a guy really loud. Um, you know, it, He's if, a rookie. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, 
when you get sucked into that, when you get sucked into that, that amount of connection becoming enough, you have to ask yourself, is that really living life to the fullest? You know, am I, am I really experiencing the kind of life that Jesus promises? It's, it's full of life and joy. It's purposeful. Or at the end of the day, are you putting your phone down and you feel emptiness? You feel alone? Maybe, honestly, in some cases, depressed. And I, I've seen that, really, in, in, my own, in my own life, or just even in, in high school when I was in high school and now, uh, being an intern for 1829, I see it a lot in these young adults and college students. They will just limit themselves to mediocre community online and mediocre communication because they, they think that's enough. You know, and, and ultimately, it's gonna, it drives them into loneliness. It's driven me into loneliness. You know, I, okay, so I am an extremely high introvert. And some of you extroverts in the room are probably like, ooh, I don't like that. Um, I love people, don't get me wrong. I can, do, I, can, I can be with people all day. But for me, in order to recharge, I have to step back. And I've, I found myself, and at first I was justifying it, but I found myself going to my phone. It, when I'm with people, just taking five minutes to myself just to refresh my feed, just getting a couple minutes to myself to recharge. And it's like, I, I was saying like, oh, that's what I need. It's good for me, but it's not. Because the more that I was looking at what other people were doing and talking about, I was feeling left out and I'm getting, I'm becoming even lonelier. And that's, that's just what I, yeah. We talked about a verse that we thought we'd teach through this acrostic. And again, this is another verse we've taught a lot here because it's so powerful. It's for me, I think it's maybe like a life verse for me. It's something probably because I need it so bad because I'm so tempted to move away from the truth that's in it. It's John 15, 5. It's Jesus giving an example of what it means to have your identity and your life full coming from him. So he describes it like this, right? A lot of you know this verse. I am the vine. You are the branches. He's talking to us. You are the branches. If you remain in me, in other words, if you remain connected to me, if you get your resources from me, your motivation, right, your ideas, if you follow me, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, man, this is unbelievable. This is haunting to me. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, you can do stuff, but what he's saying is you can do nothing of value of long-lasting value in other people. The fruit will not be there. So we often connect ourselves more strongly to other people and their experiences, living vicariously mm -hmm. through them, than we do staying connected to Christ. That was one of the things we found that was so amazing. It's like, uh, I was thinking of these women up here. Hey, we, we, <clears throat> you know, we can uh, fall into like looking at YouTube after YouTube after YouTube of dangerous African animals, right? Or... Here's an idea. You could go to Africa. You can get on Pinterest and look at the 1500th living room, or you could remodel your living room. You could ask her out. You could live a life, not living vicariously through other people, right? But one that is purposeful, one that Jesus is leading into. Because I can guarantee you this. When we are following him, it's the adventure of a lifetime. It's not loneliness, right? right? The second one we thought about was this. The I would be this. Is your use of digital media promoting an investment in others? Is it promoting an investment in others? Because God has invested so richly in us, if he is our father... And if Jesus like died on the cross so that we could have all of our sins forgiven and that we could walk with him in this powerful way, 
then we can live life to the full. And when we have been invested and when we are secure in that identity, we can turn and do the same for other people. That's what these women up here are doing. They're looking at other people. They're going to take that two-week vacation or whatever, and they're going to pour into other people. Let me read to you the, the, uh, the next verse in John 15. It says, If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, in other words, his direction, if we're following him, listen to this, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. So he's like, if you're staying connected to me, if you're following me, what I've led you into, I'm going to give you every resource possible to do what? That you will bear much fruit, proving or showing yourselves to be my disciples. And what's a disciple? It's, I, really, it's someone who then makes more disciples. Yeah. It's, so basically, Jesus is saying, if you stay connected to me, I'm going to provide everything you need mm -hmm. to invest in other people. Yeah, I mean, honestly, a lot of us miss this. Um, we, we were listening to this really unique podcast um, talking to British millennials about their addiction with social media and the effect it's had on their life. And the guy interviewing them, he was interviewing a young man and a young woman, and he's asking the young woman, so if everyone is saying it, social media makes you feel anxious, it's just full of jerks, it, their lives would be better and more productive if they didn't have social media, then why are we all still on it? And she responds with, the thing is, I'm so much of a hermit that Facebook is the only thing that makes me meet up with people. Because you have tabs on stuff, you're invited to things, invitations, group chats, stuff like that. If it wasn't for that, I would never do anything. I would just sit at home and watch stuff. And I mean, when you listen to that, you can, it's clear. She's never even tasted the love of Jesus and the investment that he's put into her. She, and because of that, I mean, her life has become ultimately small, short-sighted, and isolated from everyone. And I, I got to share this. I didn't share it last time. I've really been feeling kind of a prompting. But I feel like the Holy Spirit really this week, it, which is amazing that we're talking about this, really convicted me super strongly um, just about it. You know, I, a lot, I think so much about, you know, what I look like to other people, how I appear to other people, what they think of me, and how I can boost that in social media or my presence around 1829. And I was driving to my, my house where I live at, um, and uh, it's on where I was passing is the corner of Square Lake Road and Woodward. And there's been a homeless man on that corner uh, for two or three days now. And I never noticed him before, and he's probably been there for a while, and I noticed him, and he was freezing cold. He didn't even have a jacket on. He's holding a sign, we'll work for food, we'll work for money. And I just sat there in my car, and I just, I couldn't even believe how much time I've paid attention to myself, thinking about how I can lift myself up more in this isolated, you know, state. It's just it's me, 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 me all the time. I, did not even, I didn't even have a thought occur to me, like how I could even just maybe go to the grocery store that's 10 minutes from my house and pick him up something to eat and drop it off, or go get a coat that I don't use anymore because he's freezing cold. And I, I just, it was, I'm really thankful for that because it, I'm, I'm hoping that I get to see him so I can stop by and ask him what he needs so I can invest in him because that's what we're called to do. And if we ignore that, if we ignore that call, then we're, then we're ignoring the Great Commission in Matthew 28. God said, or Jesus told his disciples, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. That was a commandment. It was not a suggestion. He didn't suggest that this is something you should think about doing. This was a commandment. He said, go out and make disciples. Mobilize people. Invest in them. Pour your life into them because it's what I did for you. I did more than you could ever do for anyone else. I did that for you. So you need, that's what we need to do in, in, in turn. So.
Yeah, fantastic. And so, you know, I just thought for me, for Davey, uh, and hopefully for you, those, couple, those two questions, when I'm on this or when I'm caught in this, is it promoting, actually, am I living the life that God created me to live? Am I on his adventure, right? The real adventure? Or am I living vicariously? And am I living in a way, is it promoting a sense of investing? Is it other-focused, right? Or is it all about self-promotion? Great questions to find out what role this is playing. The third question is this. Is your use of digital media promoting friendship? Is it promoting friendship? The question is, is it promoting friendship or is it promoting followers? Right? What, what's the difference? Let me now read again from John 15, 13. Uh, because Jesus is so interesting. One of the key descriptions he gives for us in our relationship with him is friend. See? Jesus is all about wanting to have a friendship with you. He's our Lord and our Savior. He's our God, but he also says, I want to come close and be a friend. And he gives this amazing definition of love. Some of you have heard this. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. And of course, Jesus modeled that, didn't he? He goes to the cross and gives his very life for us. But he's asking us to do the same. We were asking the question... Is it possible to really fully lay your life down for somebody on this device? To some degree, yeah. I think any time you take time out of your schedule to send somebody an encouraging note, a text, I, I think that's powerful. So in a way, yes. But there's a level of friendship that just can't be had here. You know, uh, Jack and Kathy Wilson. Jack Wilson, we saw his video. He's kind of our expert uh, on this addiction thing, right? Some of you saw the video. Well, he and his wife decided to go out one night and watch couples and with their kids. So they went to a park, went to a restaurant, watched these families, and they wanted to see how much attention the parents actually gave their children in those settings, okay? And how much attention they gave to their phones. And they said it was staggering. It was kind of that same thing, which uh, I kind of have in my phone where I'm like at home and there's like activity, kids go around, they're struggling, they want, and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, cool, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. And Kathy came up with this statement, and I thought it was really profound. Good, if we were looking, if we're making friends, she said this, partial attention communicates partial value. Partial attention communicates partial value. So again, when I'm on this device, is it promoting friendship, the kind of friendship we long for, that we were created for, right? Or is it drawing my attention away from, and maybe I'm building a slew of followers, uh, but not very many yeah. friends. And the most important thing with that is really you, we can't allow ourselves to be tempted into the complacency that that's enough, that a quick text is enough, that an encouragement is, is enough. Because it's, it's not. He, like we said, to some degree, yeah, it's great. It's awesome. It's amazing to receive those and to be able to bless someone with something like that. But it's, it's, you, that's not laying your life down. That's, that's not even close. Yeah. It's so interesting, too. We were talking about there's almost like an intoxication, right, when you get more followers, when you retweets, um, mm-hmm. likes. It's, it, there's, um, but those are never really going to contribute. Yeah to this deep level of friendship. So, last one is this. We'll be done. We'll finish with this. Is your use of digital media promoting the feeling that you're enough? 
And this comes way back to the beginning when we said identity is everything, and Davey talked about this, right? Again, it's not good or evil. It's is this promoting a sense of well-being in me, that I'm worthy, that I don't have to prove myself to somebody, that I don't have to have your validation over and over again, that I don't live in this world of comparison. Can I settle and be enough? Am I really enough? I, one thing I thought uh, is, you know, it's interesting. If this really isn't good and evil, maybe it's more like a mirror. Maybe it's more like a thermometer. Maybe by my, what I feel like and what I'm doing on media actually is a projection of my heart. Maybe that's how this could be really a tool for me to know how I'm really doing in my life. So, Davey, go ahead and just... Yeah, I, yeah. really at the yeah, end of the day, you know, it's, when, we, when we set our phones down at the end of the day, are we secure within ourselves and our identity in Christ? Do we know that we're enough, that we're worthy? Or, you know, do we get down and do, we get done with the day and we feel like we're just not? And then it starts to become, we get surrounded by these clouds of, of shame and, and, and depression and we feel exposed, you know? And, and that's really at the end of the day, I mean, it's the only thing that's enough is Jesus. Jesus is enough. And, and there's a verse, I don't know if you shared this, um, it's John 5, 9 through 11. The 11 is, you know, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Hmm. We can spend years, our whole lives even, striving to be complete in these other things and social media and, you know, and our presence and if we're popular enough or if people like our ideas, if we're good enough for the people we surround ourselves with social media, or we can be good enough. Because God says, we're good enough. He says, we are holy and blameless in his sight. He said, you are enough. And there's, there, you can't live that abundant, full life. You cannot have that wholeness, that completeness that you're searching for unless you are able to look at yourself and at the end of every day, at the beginning of every day, say, I am a child of God. I was put here with a purpose, with promises of an abundant life, and I'm going to live that every day. I'm not, I don't need the validation of others. I don't need this success or this, you know, whatever. God is enough for me. Jesus is enough. And in him, I find my, my wholeness, that complete joy that I've been searching for. Yeah, it's fantastic. So for this last four weeks, we've been talking about today and the end of this day, we were going to do something together. You were handed a three-by-five card when you came in, right? I'd love for you to take that out. Um, We've been encouraging some of you to come with a token. Some of you remember us talking about that, preparing what we're calling a life token. Uh, And it was meant to be an example of something that you're ready to say, I'm done with this. I'm done with this stealing from my life. I'm done with this craving, this thing that wants to control and take time and effort and relationship from me, right? And so, you know, we said maybe for some of you it might be a mirror uh, because you struggle with self-image and that's stealing joy from your life. Uh, for me, my token uh, was this, this tape um, because for me, the thing that I am tempted most often to fall back into is to believe that I don't measure up. I'm still not doing enough that I've got to be more. This relentless pursuit of more. This has been, this is what has haunted me my entire life. And so I brought this in. I'm laying it down here and I'm saying, Jesus, help me. I'm done with this. I want to be done with this. I don't want that to be part of my story anymore. And I'm setting it down. Some of you brought it, an item. 
for those of you that didn't, most of you probably didn't, take that three by five card and you might write down on there, mirror. You might write down a substance. I'm finally admitting it. My wife's been talking to me about it. My brother's talked to me about it. I know I got a problem. I'm done. I'm done pretending. Today is my day. I'm going to lay it before you, Jesus. Take this from me and transform my life. Give me what you promised, life to the full. Life to the full. Jay, would you come up? This is Jay Steinman. He's just been a great friend of mine for years now. And um, this, little, this little guy right here is the first day token that we give out to people that go to celebrate recovery. Usually on their second week they go. The first week they're just checking it out. When they come back the second week, often it's like, hey, I'm ready to do some work. I'm ready to jump into this, and we give them one of these, right? And it's so powerful. It's, it's like the being sober for a year thing is a little heavier duty than this. It's powerful too, but this has so much potential in it. And I want you to pick one of these up in, in exchange for what you're leaving on the stage, okay? Yeah, thank you, Davey. Uh, and uh, before I talk to Jay, ushers, come on down. <laughs> we want your money. No. <laughs> Hey, before you leave your stuff up here, yeah, put some money in the pocket. Uh, no, this is, this is our opportunity to just say thank you again. Um, you know, and I love this about that one, the I in life, to live a life to the full. A big part of that is investment mentality. It's the open-handedness, and that's what this is about. That's what our offering's about. It's saying, I don't want everything to be about me. I want to share the abundance God has given me with others. So, yeah, that's what this is about. So, anyway, I asked Jay to come up. Uh, because, Jay, several years ago, you found yourself in a place where you were really broken. Just tell us about that a little bit. Um, well, it uh, started back in 2013. Um, I was really struggling just with life in general. Um, a lot of brokenness through my years growing up. Um, and I, uh, through... And identity was a big part of it. Oh, it was huge. Huge Identity was huge. Yep. I, I didn't know who I was. I was, I was living up an extremely horizontal life, getting into our messaging on Crave, um, and I thought I was alone. Um, I, I knew I was broken. I, I could feel it, but rather than internalizing and turning it over, uh, I outwardly expressed through different types of uh, anger, resentment, uh, uh, depression, uh, just getting into all these different things that not only hurt me, but hurt those around me. And, uh, and when the this is the thing with these cravings, right? Uh, they, they don't play. No, no, they don't. So, they, so all of a sudden, your marriage is really struggling. Yes. Your career. I mean, the things, the biggies. You leave these alone, and they will take us down. Mm-hmm. And so what has been so beautiful is you got to a point at Kensington where you took a step, and you got one of these. I did. And you walked in to celebrate recovery. I did. And yeah. which I just want to say, and Jay, I know you believe this too, because you're you're the one who taught me this, is that Celebrate Recovery is probably the best thing we have to offer at Kensington. It's not like you can't be transformed without it, but I'm just telling you, it's one fantastic option. It is. And I, just so everybody's, just to make it clear, I had no addiction. I didn't think I had a place to go to for my everyday issues. And Celebrate Recovery offered me that avenue to not just heal, but heal through the, the relationship with Jesus Christ. And through that, I had no relationship with Jesus Christ before. No church, no nothing. 
And four years later, I'm today intimately engaged in a vertical relationship with Jesus Christ. He guides my life. It's everything I do is is originated and and founded in Him. And uh, my life is so full today. Yeah. Much more than it was four years ago. Oh my God! I can't express yep. the difference. So here's here's what I want you to see again. Don't miss this. You know our mission statement. Some of you, we could let's say it together. To see everyone, what transformed and what mobilized by who? Jesus, right here. This is another person. His life is a wreck. He's completely broken. Jesus comes in, transforms his life, and now you have been four years now. What? You've been mobilized to help other people's lives become transformed. You pour hours and hours. This is what God made you to do. He's taken your brokenness. He's turned it into something that's redemptive and powerful. I can't tell the countless people that God has used you to bless in that step. So um, Jay and I together just want to say to you, take this seriously. Let this be your day. Let this be your first day. Or let this be the day where you're going to start again seriously. Uh, you're going to trade this in, say, God, take this from me. Let, me. let me walk out of here with you and into a process. I'm really hoping that a lot of you will step in to celebrate recovery. And by the way, this isn't just for adults. It's for an entire family. Monday nights, Troy Campus. Tuesday nights, Orient Campus. Okay? 7 p.m. Probably the safest place you could ever go. Um, just the most humble, beautiful people in this place. People being real. So we're going to go ahead and these guys are going to sing a beautiful song uh, that we've been singing. It's this anthem, I am no victim. I'm not a victim. I'm not an orphan, the song says. I know who I am. And I'm stepping out in power with Jesus. So as they sing, I'd love for you to come up and lay your token down anywhere on here and then pick up your first day uh, token in return.
God, we do just thank you so much that this morning we can come to you knowing that we're not a victim to to these struggles that we deal with in our everyday life, God, but we can come to you in confidence knowing, man, that, that you are a solid foundation. You're a rock. You're the only answer to redeeming us from these things. So we thank you for that and we love you. Amen. So as we continue today, this next song that we're going to do is one of my favorites, and, and I think it's so appropriate for today that, that we see all of these up here, and I know it speaks a lot of truth into my life, knowing that we can just be redeemed by Jesus and that he's going to do it again, that we've seen it time and time again. And so that's what we want to sing out today, and I just want to encourage you to believe that.
army still stands Great is your faithfulness absolutely true that he's never failed me yet i was thinking about it. i was thinking back when i was a kid and when i just got married when i had my first baby and when all this and he's never failed me you know my word is for 2018 remember we did picked a word that we felt god was saying it's believe <laughs> i started singing that song oh my gosh there it is and i believe i'll see you do it again and i just want to encourage you some of you laid that piece of paper up there and you're walking out and if you're on show oh, i don't think he's going to Yes, he can. Yes, he can. All things are possible. Believe. Believe. He's going to do it again. Isn't that beautiful? Hey, listen, I just want to let you know about one thing. Next week, during a 9 o'clock service, we had a workshop today on learning to hear God's voice in prayer. We had 50 poor people show up and do that workshop in the 9 o'clock. Next week, this is what it is. It's what we talked about. It's what Davey and I talked about the whole day. This is how you learn to find your identity in Christ. Some of you are like, I don't have that. I don't feel enough. I've struggled my whole life. Like Mark, I've had this tape going. You can learn how to do this next week, 9 o'clock. Come and join us. Just go out in the lobby. You'll see signs. That's a great option for you. But listen, man, I, I just pray you will celebrate, that you will rest in who he is and celebrate of what he's doing in your life. Okay? Let's do that this week. He's faithful. If you want somebody to pray with you, come on down here. We've got some folks that would love to do that. Make sure if you're interested in CR and you have questions, go find Jay. Talk to him, all right? Have a great week, you guys. Thanks for being here.